0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Let's answer some hey Joe questions. Joe cracked it on. uh. All right, first one comes from Bullard. Hey Joe, if Cal leaves Kentucky, will NC State take him to a good pizza joint this time? You would hope. Yeah, we have that one covered this time. We got a place they can go now. We'll take him over to Oakwood Pizza Box. Yeah, man, look, I'll be I'll be honest. I've been too focused on the triangle school schools when it comes to ACC basketball. And last night, as I was waiting for the Carolina game to start up, I, I got a, a quick education on, oh, things are actually bad in Lexington for Kentucky basketball. They got beat by South Carolina last night. That's not a good team, by the way. Uh, so there was a guy who was kicked out that said, hey, please leave for Texas. So it's, it's, it's bad right now. Cal's not going anywhere. They're not going to move on from Cal. Stop it. Stop, come on.
2: Who are they going to get? That's never the right answer. Who are they going to get? Just, it's co- college basketball
1: is different just now. Just so you know, that's college never the right different answer. now. But that's though. the problem.
2: They swung and they missed in the portal. Yeah. And quite frankly, their last two or three or four teams have been portal teams. Mm-hmm. Older, transfers, who aren't talented enough. So, you know, they didn't get any shooters. They they have Schwebe, Oscar Schwebe, mm-hmm. a great four. They the only, can't do anything with him. And that was an NIL win for them, by the way. Correct, but they went out and got a shooter from Iowa who can't shoot. I watched them, I guess it was the Gonzaga game I watched, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? Did they not realize after losing to St. Pete that, well, just go get St. Pete's roster for goodness sake. <laughs> like sometimes we just we just don't do the obvious thing, and I think mm-hmm. Cal... You know he's been a little bit stubborn. Duke and K stole his Stees, and we all know that. So he's been getting like Stanford transfers. He's never, and, you, know, you know.
1: You brought up the Coach K thing. He's never recovered.
2: No, he's never recovered. No, but do I think? Do I think Kentucky <laughs> believes that they can do better? Absolutely, Kentucky believes they could do better. They're Kentucky. Yeah. They're wackadoo. You no. think State fans are crazy? Kentucky fans are wackadoo.
1: Central Chris Beard is available now. Next up.
0: I got a proposition for you.
1: From Gary. Hey, Joe, when is the station holding a viewing party for 80 for Brady? I So there's this movie featuring some of our best-known actresses of all time. And it's some weird, like, Last Vegas where a bunch of female Brady fans go watch one of his games or something like that. I thought it was a parody. I didn't think it was real. I thought it was something from a 30 Rock where Jenna Maroney's doing this new vehicle where she's chasing down Tom Brady as the Cougar. And I saw the commercial. It's 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 actually coming out February 3rd. You want to go? No. I'm totally going to watch it. Next up. How you doing? All right, from Samuel. Hey, Joe, where will the current top four teams in ACC basketball standings, Clemson, Miami, Pitt, and UVA, where will they be in the ACC at the end of the regular season. Well, Clemson has a history of starting out hot and then cooling off as the season progresses. I do feel that Pitt, Virginia, and Miami will hover around the top still. I mean, is one of those teams still going to win the league? I think Virginia is still most likely to win the league. They care about these types of things. But I can see Pitt and Miami sticking around the top of the ACC.
2: I don't think Miami is going anywhere. No. No. Clemson, is a, it's a rock fight every time you play them, and you got to be ready to play them, and a lot of teams aren't when they play them. And I don't know if there's a, a super-talented team that's just going to go out there and at, out-athlete them either, Mm-mm. as you might have seen in previous years. So, I, I, quite frankly, I don't think, unless they, if they stay healthy, Clemson, Pitt, Miami for sure, I'm, I'm fascinated by this State-Miami game on Saturday.
1: Fascinated. We'll talk to Kevin Keats, NC State's basketball coach, at the top of the hour about that. Next up. Whoa. From Zach, hey Joe, what's the breaking point for the subscription model? How far will that model infiltrate into everyday life before it becomes too much? See that BMW wants you to pay a sub for heated seats and remote yeah. starting for your vehicle. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, I honestly, I think that the the subscription stuff it will only be for super premium things and for suckers. I mean, I can't, I can't really, can't describe it any other way. Because uh, eventually the customer will be right, and there will be a revolt on certain things that you have to pay a monthly subscription for. Um, you know, streaming music, streaming t- streaming TV, sure, uh, but paying a car manufacturer for the right to drop something that's already in the vehicle? Nah, man, this ain't a video game. Like this ain't DLC. Like that's not what this is for. Like I know what Tesla's. What should I know? A DLC? Uh, uh downloadable content. Okay. Uh, that Like like they'll ship a game, but the game's not done. Like back in the day, Joe, you oh, yes. bought a video game. I know this from my kids, yes. Like for instance, you have Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile is a complete game. Plug it in on that play. And it's done. But now you ship a game, it's like 75% done. You already paid 80 bucks for yeah, it. Yeah, nothing more annoying than that to me. And then they're going to keep charging you $20 more for other things, and it's dumb and I hate it. It's not just a wild card weekend, it's a super wild card weekend. And to help us talk about the NFL, Ryan Wilson, CBS, Pick 6 Podcast, joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Ryan, what's going on, man?
0: I'm hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Are
1: you old enough to remember when a game was a game? You gave them 60 bucks and you got a full game? Not this DLC <laughs> crap?
0: I I am I'm, I'm quite old, but I'm not familiar with with the sixty bucks and DLC stuff. What's that?
1: Oh, you know, like you buy
0: a game and then like they give you extra levels or whatever it is. It's, it's, oh, like I like that see. stuff. No, yeah, I'm older than probably both of you guys combined. I remember like I was the OG Atari, uh, Atari twenty six hundred guy. So. We're all we're all around the same age, man. We're all around the same right, age. Yeah, I remember well, the much. I
1: I remember the blocky little guys, Jordan. You know, the little black basketball game and the glass would break and everything else. Those all were right. the days. And that awful Thank you. ET Thank you game. For, uh, that's yeah, <laughs> awful ET games. Uh, I hated the movie. I hated the video game more. <laughs> you know what I hate? I hate Dallas's chances on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan, let's go. Tom Brady's got one more in him, and it's going to come at the expense of the I stumble over themselves Dallas Cowboys in the postseason. Right?
0: You nailed it. And the funny thing is, like I've been down on the Bucks since September. I was like, this team—they're yeah, they, not—they're not, they're not going to be that that team with. 45-year-old Tom Brady, it just – at some point the, it has to run out in terms of Tom Brady's magic, and it did – they were 6-8 and eight coming into Week 15. They lost that game to the Bengals, uh, finished 8-9, of course. And then you look – and by the way, you watch the Cowboys play in Week 18 in, in, in that meaningless game – not meaningless for them, but meaningless for the, the commanders. Sure. And you would have sworn that the Dallas Cowboys were – the Houston Texans or the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, they had their starters in there. They had a chance at the number one seed if a lot of things went their way. And they played the worst possible football game they could have possibly played to the point – I think Vegas still has them favored in in Tampa Bay, but that's just a a fan Dallas thing – to the point where I can't even think about betting against the, the Buccaneers, which is what I want to do. I mean, we're at the point where Dak Prescott has thrown interceptions in the last seven games. He's totaled in that span 11 interceptions total and and one fumble, and he has been god-awful. And there are serious questions about what's going on with him. And if you're Mike McCarthy, you're probably wondering yourself, am I going to have to walk home from Tampa Bay if we get our doors blown out and and then have to find a new job? Because you you think that Jerry Jones um, is probably thinking about Sean Payton and is probably wondering how much time does he have left as an old-timer to try to win a Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: Man, although as Julia pointed out, you got the vote of confidence, Mike McCarthy. Last thing I wanted
0: to say, I disagree with both of you. I, I think, da-
2: I'd love to be Dallas this week because of that huh. reason. You just, you just put a crap sandwich out there. I think that's how you respond. Good teams respond after they play their worst. So I, that's what I actually think. Are of they Dallas. a good team though? Well, we'll find out. We'll find is out that, on Monday night
1: because I, I think I, I saw this floating around today. I think it was Nick Wright on on Fox Sports One. He was asked the question, you know, is this like a legacy game for Dak Prescott and what legacy? What's the legacy? Right? Because <laughs> I had that thought, and that's how it was presented. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad that we're not pretending like Dak Prescott has some sort of legacy, and that's why I don't like Dallas. Dak Prescott's been turnover prone, and in the mm-hmm. big moments, he hasn't shown up. And then Mike McCarthy's good for one boneheaded thing that he's going to get roasted for the rest of this, you know, rest of the off season.
0: Yeah, and I think you're exactly – it's sort of weird. Like, I like Dak. He seems like a great guy, and I would probably want him to be the quarterback of, of, sure, of my team sure, if I needed sure. a quarterback. But it feels like he sort of slid under the radar. Like, Kirk Cousins gets absolutely roasted, <laughs> like, weekly for some of the things that are his fault and a lot of things that aren't his fault. But I had to go to, to sort of to your point, to what legacy – I had to go look it up. 2021, Dak Prescott completed 69% of the passes, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, maybe 37 touchdowns. And, and those are – Fantastic numbers. Sure. That guy did not show up this season, uh, especially the last two months. So I would love for the Cowboys to win that game just to make myself feel better about my anti bucks take back in September. <laughs> but I, man, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys showing up because I, when's the last time they showed up?
2: Ryan Wilson, CBS sports joining us here on the Heaster automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, Ryan, let's stay in the NFC East. Cause I actually think the most interesting game this weekend is the giants and Vikings. Looking at the start time, I don't know if we'll get good Kirk Cousins. I have no idea what Daniel Jones is going to look like in the postseason.
0: But, to me, this feels like the one where chaos could roll. Yeah, and I'm with you, man. This game is going to be, it sounds nuts to say, it's going to be exciting uh, because there's so many uncertainties. You you mentioned the 4.30 start time Eastern, so that's right on the cusp of Kirby time, I would call Kirk because it's Kirby when he starts playing crazy. So you you don't know which which guy you're going to get. And more importantly, like they I think the Vikings won, have won 11 one-score games and they have a negative point differential. I mean I, that that's that's telling. Uh, they've been extremely lucky, but they are a good football team for sure. But the other side is what's interesting for me because the Giants started all their fifth team players basically against the Eagles and were competitive. And you sort of juxtapose that with what we're talking about with the Cowboys and their starters playing it goes back to Brian Dable, and Brian Dable is probably my number one guy for coach of the year, and that's not some fantastic hot take there. That's That seems pretty, pretty reasonable, yeah. but he's gotten the most out of Daniel Jones. He's gotten the most out of a revitalized Saquon Barkley. That defense is playing really well. You can't name Wink a Martin receiver Jones.
2: on the roster. <laughs>
0: You can't, I mean, think about it, it, it you know
2: it, it, he's done right. amazing work he?
0: Kenny Galladay scored for the first time in two years I mean things are looking looking up um so I, I do wonder if they're going to go in there and I don't know if it'll be a high scoring game we know that the Vikings Vikes can put up points but the Giants seem to always be playing from behind but I think they could eke out a close win and that would just be the Vikes luck right now and I think it would be a testament to, to how good Brian Dable has been for that for that Giants football team in less than one year on the job
2: In theory, Ryan, in the playoffs, you'd look at Justin Herbert and you'd go, all right, give me the quarterback. I want the quarterback. But he's severely handicapped by his coach. And his opponent this week, I really enjoy Doug Peterson. Now, I can't tell you with a straight face that I would actually vote for Doug Peterson over Brian Dayball for Coach of the Year. But I wouldn't hate it if the people out there did. Wink, wink, nod, nod for financial reasons. But... Mm -hmm. I think you got to go, Doug Peterson, and the Jaguars at home, feeling spunky against you. Know there's going to be a boneheaded decision by Brandon Staley at some point in this game, right?
0: Yeah, you're basically reading reading off my script when it comes. Like I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers a lot coming into the so season. So much I talent! Love, my gosh, so talented. I love Justin Herbert. I I like Br- uh, Brandon Staley. Twenty twenty one, the twenty twenty two Brandon Staley. It's like he spent all off-season studying what Mike McCarthy does. It's like, okay, I'll do that and see how that works out and just making crazy conservative decisions at the wrong time and then going forward or playing all your starters in Week 18 when you had absolutely nothing to play for and then the explanation was even weirder. And I, I don't know what's going on. And, of course, the the talking points on social media with with media folks is that, well, if Brandon Staley doesn't do well, he might be in trouble job-wise, which seems crazy to me, but you can solve that by just winning the game. I think you're right about Doug Peterson. He's done a fantastic job. And it's one of those things where, like – If your girlfriend dated a a real jerk before you, you don't have to be Brad Pitt. You can just be, you know, middle-of-the-road guy. And that's what Urban Meyer provided for Doug Peterson, I think. And Doug Peterson's actually been closer to Brad Pitt, the the middle-of-the-road guy, so Mm -hmm. that's even been better for the Jaguars. But I do love the idea of Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence and that matchup because that's an interesting one. And let's assume every coach makes the right decision on both sides of the ball. I like the Chargers, but it's just so hard to get away from the Chargers not charging it up. In the the worst possible case, and or excuse me, worst possible moment uh, when this game kicks off. Shout out to Urban
1: Meyer for being the one coach who apparently could not win with Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. Uh, Everybody else has won (laughs) something with Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer, the only guy to not do that. Ryan Wilson, Mm. CBS covers the NFL Pick Six podcast. We'll close on this. We got five NFL job openings right now. Uh, We got the Carolina Panthers, obviously here locally, which is just give Steve Wilkes the job. That's my opinion. Uh, the Houston Texans are open. The Denver Broncos. Uh, what am I missing here? The Arizona Cardinals and there's one more. Why am I the forgetting? Colts. and the Colts? Thank you. Which one's going first? Which one? Who's getting the coach first?
0: <laughs> I think that this uh, almost sounds easy. I would not be surprised if old oh, Mister Ursay there just gives the <laughs> gives the uh, job to Jeff Saturday. I think you're right about Steve Wilkes, and that seems like an easy decision to make. But Ursay feels like he's so far in left field now. Yeah, that he's just like I'm going to do something what I want to do, and this is what I want to do, and then he's going to, me speculating again, he's going to make GM Chris Ballard draft whichever quarterback Ursae loves. To, it's going to be over 2 in terms of coaching quarterback. To,
1: which situation. is to my to my, to my my question
0: about Ursae, if you're Jeff Saturday, after you just did this, do you want the job? Like, what was wrong with ESPN collecting that paycheck and working four hours a week? Like, I, what, why would you trade that for this?
1: I don't, I don't understand. He seemed to be enjoying not, not just doing ESPN stuff, but he was locally doing analyst work for the Tar Heel Radio Network as well. Oh, he's, nice. a, he's a North Carolina guy. so And I'm not – I don't put Saturday in the same position as football lifers who really want a head coaching job. Like, why would you take the Houston job? Well, there's only 32 of them, and here's your opportunity. There's good money that comes with it. If you're Saturday, I just feel like, what do you need it for? It just it's just very strange to me. But we'll see man. Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports. We appreciate the time. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you later. Thank you guys. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.